Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 196 of this Daily Study Podcast. Apologies if last episode I said it was Episode 196, that's today. Um, it's difficult to remember the numbers when you get so far through the year, but uh, today we are going to take our usual pause from our Come Follow Me material study uh, and we're going to share some listener comments and also uh, something else that I've been studying along with this week. Uh, so first, listener comments. Not a whole lot this week. Uh, again, a very busy week, uh, and so I didn't really get a chance to post much on Facebook. But as always, you are more than welcome to post something on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, even if I haven't posted anything, just to share what you've learned from this study uh, or from your studies this week. Um, however, having said that, um, there was a, a comment uh, about... Uh, our discussion on the terrestrial kingdom. Um, Candice Welch uh, said this, One thing that was said really stuck out to me. Where we go after the resurrection is really based on where we want to go. God wants to give us everything he can, but will never give us more glory than we want. I always thought it would be like a judgment day where we're not allowed to go to the celestial kingdom because we're not good enough. So everyone else was like, was like hell because we weren't with God. But now I realise it's much more like receiving a gift of the best life we can imagine. Unfortunately, some people's best life does not include God with it. in it. When we get there, we'll be so grateful for everything we're given, not just because we earn it, we didn't earn it ourselves, but because it's what we really actually want. So if we truly want a celestial glory, we will try to live that type of life now, and we'll want it and be happy with that type of life in the next life. Same with those who are perfectly happy with the terrestrial or celestial glory. It's the type of life we strive for now and want for the future. Close quote. I love the point she makes about trying to live that life today. Um, we all, we often look at the kingdoms of glory as future states. You know, things will be um, we will earn or receive. You know, in a future time. But actually, the way we shape and mold our lives now is preparing us for that type of living. Um, it is, and we often refer to judgment as the final judgment and I think that is right you know that is the term that's in the scriptures but as we study and as we learn more and more from the scriptures that we have from living day prophets and apostles we can see that there is actually a lot of our desires that shape what we receive after this life as well um, and what we do receive you know whatever glory we are given or assigned or allocated to or whatever word you want to use um, I don't think it'll be a surprise because I think that we all know in our hearts what is the best place for us. I think we know uh, for ourselves, you know, what we desire. And also, I think as well, uh, we will know because we will have recognised it when we have been resurrected. Are we in the morning of the first resurrection? Are we resurrected later on, on in the time where Christ is on the earth in the afternoon or the whatever it's called the evening of the first resurrection or did we have to spend some time in that state of misery and then be resurrected after Christ's time on the earth I think at that stage you'll know as well because that's determines what kingdom you're in so I think that um, there's a number of things there which are interesting but uh, I loved Candace's comments really agree with that uh, so the thing one of the things that stood out to me this week was actually an article in the church news enzyme not the Church News Enzyme, what I'm talking about, uh, on the Church News um, website. 
And I've mentioned the church news website before. It's been a while since I dipped, or well, I say dipped into it. I do dip into it each week generally, but it's the first time that something stood out to me that I wanted to share as part of this um, study session. Uh, and it's an article called Inside Church Headquarters, What President Oaks and President Eyring Have Learned About Revelation in Councils. I thought this was really insightful. Um, so President Oaks talks about uh, an experience he had when he was serving in a state presidency. Uh, he said, it's the article says, quote, in one of the first meetings he attended, the state president indicated a state centre needed to be built to accommodate the large number of units in the stake. The state president suggested the stake centre could be located in the western suburb of, suburb of Naperville and asked what his councillors thought. The first councillor said he thought it was a good idea. President Oates recalled and I said, I think that it's a bad idea. Um, after a few minutes of discussion in which President Oates outlined his concerns with the location, the state president invited his councillors to pray about the decision and plan to talk about it at their next meeting. The instant I put it before the Lord, President Oaks said, I got a strong impression as I've ever had. You're wrong. Get out of the way. At the next meeting, he was on board with the building, the state centre in Naperville. The purpose of the council was to introduce a subject and to stimulate me to prayer. And with the benefit of revelation, I came in line, President Oaks said. We had what the Lord wanted, unity, and a state centre was built. And yes, you'll find it in the western suburbs of Chicago. It's not where I thought it ought to be, but it's where the Lord wanted it. Close quote. I think right there at the beginning of this article, there is a very humbling message here uh, about how councils are not about our strong opinions or our experience that we bring to the table and our reasonable or rational way of you know thinking things through. Councils are about receiving revelation, counselling together and then seeking the will of the Lord to know in what direction that he wants his church to go. And actually, you know, it could be a very administrative thing, such as the location of a church building or, or the way we use funds for a certain thing. Or it could be very ministerial kind of focus of how do we help and support this individual or family. Um, and so that was um, a really interesting way to begin this uh, article. It then goes on about how we invite the, uh, a revelatory process. Um, but... I think that um, we, we've there's a there's a, a reference to a kind of a well known uh, event where President Eyring uh, speaks about uh, not being unified in a quorum of the twelve apostles discussion. Uh, and I have heard this before, and I have shared, actually shared this as a study session before, uh, but I'll share it again because it's in this article. Uh, President Eyring. Um, says, or the article says, quote, President Iring remembers observing a similar principle the first time he attended a meeting with the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Not yet an apostle at the time, President Iring was a guest at the meeting. As he watched the brethren discuss an item, I thought they had reached, after a lot of differences, an opinion, of opinion, a consensus, he recalled. And the president of the church who was in the chair said, I sense there is someone in the room who is not settled yet. We'll bring it back another time. President Eyring said as they filed out of the room, he noticed a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles tell the President of the Church, thank you. Close quote. This idea here, I mean, we talk about how the, pres the Quorum of the Twelve and the First Presidency are unified in their decisions. But I think we sometimes imagine that to be these experienced wise men sitting around the circle, being ponderous in thought and just nodding and agreeing with, with things that are said. And actually, um, that isn't the case. Um, President Eyring 
um, as I shared in the last episode, I shared this experience, made the point that very often there are disagreements and disputes about certain decisions and things that happen, but there is always an agreed decision where um, they all seek to receive the will of the Lord on that and then decide from that point where to go. Um, and President Aaron was very clear on that, that he has seen that principle in action. Um, and then they talk about President Nelson uh, and how he has led. President Oakes uh, said, quote, I sat beside President Nelson for about 34 years before he was called as president of the church, and I was called into the first presidency. In the Quorum of the Twelve, He was um, President Nelson was a member of the Council of the Twelve Apostles. He was not the decision-maker. What I have learned serving with President Nelson is that he is a different man when the mantle of the Lord settles upon him and he becomes the Lord's prophet, the presence of the restored gospel and the ultimate decision maker in the church. I see him making decisions and giving counsel in a far different way than I saw in 34 years of sitting beside him in the Quorum of the Twelve. Close quote. Um, again, I love that kind of little experience there of kind of someone that is there making those decisions and saying about how presence um, President Nelson is an individual who, you know, for a number of years didn't have to make those decisions. He was part of the council. And then suddenly he's put in that role where the mantle rests upon him. And suddenly he, he acts and focuses and, well, not focuses, but he acts and decides in a different way because that mantle has rested upon him. And I think that that is an awesome experience to, be able, to have been able to be with this individual for such a long time and then see that change uh, when he is given that call in the very last years of his life, um, and yet you can see how he is inspired to do make those changes and, and decisions. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting article. If you go on the Church News website or or even get the Church News app for your phone, it's a really u- useful and handy app. Uh, it's one of the first few articles on there right now. So take a look. It's really interesting. Thank you very much for the study today and for listening. Thank you for your comments and your thoughts on the Facebook page. And don't forget to email lestudysession at gmail.com your feedback or any thoughts you've or study that you've made as well. And until we meet again.